You don't have to know a lot of things in order to make a huge difference for the Lord in the world. But you do need to know a few things that are great and be willing to live for them and die for them. Will I let Jesus prove to me that he's truly my strength? To let him prove inside of me that through him I can do all things. The True Strength Life Podcast with Aaron Simpkins. Check out TrueStrengthApparel.com for clothing you'll love with a message you can trust. That's TrueStrengthApparel.com. Yeah, that's right. We can cut it right. Welcome back to the True Strength Life podcast. <laughs> Got Marcus and Jason here. You guys have been on the show before. You guys listening, I've heard them before. Uh, so we're just going to keep this rolling. We're going to we're we're coming back with. We we thought this would be uh, somewhat fun, more of a more of a fun, laid back entertainment type of episode. Uh, talk about some history. Talk about some some different people and that we're into and why. Uh, and to give an insight to you listeners on uh, maybe just things that pique our interest, if you care about that at all. Uh, which you probably don't, but that's okay. So what we are doing is people in history that we would want to spend a day with. It's kind of how we framed it. And the frame, the, the, the further of framing that was people we want to spend a day in history or a day with any time in history, but nobody from the Bible. Um, because obviously the three of us, if we're going to, if we're going to include uh, people from the Bible, then it's just going to be all Bible people. So we we cut that out to see what else we came up with because Bible would be too easy. So, uh, or not easy necessarily, but expected. So what's up, Marcus and Jason? Yo, what's good? What's up, fan? Going on, man. Going on. What up? Um, oh, shout out your shows real quick so they can check you out. Sure. Yeah, I'll go first. almost forgot I have one. Um, Gospel and Culture, uh, you can check out the website with all the resources, articles, podcasts. Um, Tell them how to spell somewhere. that, though. Tell them how to spell it. Uh, yeah, Gospel, the letter N, culture.com. Gospel, the letter N, culture.com. Uh, Gospel and Culture was a little too expensive for me, so um, <laughs> I was going to have to do some work. And uh, Jason's got my, 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 not my latest book, but um, second to the last book that I wrote, um, which was more of a theological memoir called Transplant. Uh, so feel free to check that out on the website as well. Boy writing Hebrews commentaries out here and all kinds of stuff. Something like. Something yeah. Like. Speaking, speaking, speaking of commentaries. Still don't have it yet. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of writing Tony. commentaries. I mean, study guys, my bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah. Bible with Bordeaux. Uh, you can look it up on YouTube. So I got a study guide for the letter from James. 
It's for beginner and intermediate students is how I kind of classify it because it isn't surface level. Um, you can go a little bit deeper, but and they got the Gospel of Matthew was the first one that released. Uh, the Gospel of Matthew wasn't well edited like James is because Mr. Uh, Marcus Tatum actually edited this one. So if there's any bad theology, blame the editor. Um, <laughs> Uh, but no, I'm Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah, uh, Solomon's Porch Podcast. That's where a lot of my stuff is. I've been doing some YouTube shorts lately. Um, not even all Christian ones. I had one that was not a Christian one, and I had some language in the comments. So I was like, well, I guess it's reaching some non-believers, but whatever, whatever. So, yeah, man, that's me in the bucket. Well, that's my content for your. Uh... Because you're a content creator. I, I keep hitting my beard on this mic. Um, so Spurgeon beard going. <laughs> All right. Who's going first? Somebody hey, be humble. Are we, are we doing one each? Yeah, we'll do Did we'll we do get, one each. We'll okay. do one each to do that. So we're doing well, I'll three. I'll tell you what, man. Since since I never go first on my show, whenever I do our round five of Solid Sports, <laughs> I'll go first. You're just I'll gonna go throw first. Sean out like that. I just, I just, well, not because usually it's Sean and myself. And if we have a guest on the show, it's the guest and then Sean and then me. Um, that's the way it always is. Cause I always have the last word that way. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, man, the first person I have on my list and, uh, all of my people are still alive on my list. So, oh, uh, Steve Harvey, Steve Interesting. Harvey. <laughs> He's joking. <Okay>. So, <laughs> all right. Start off with Steve yeah. Harvey. Now that went a different uh, for, direction. For a couple of reasons, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, he is a very influential person in our society. A lot of people know who he is. He's on you know, TV game shows and, you know, not even just the, like, I think a lot of times when people think, like, like hanging out with him for a day, I think a lot of people are thinking you're sitting down for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack times in between, and you're just talking all day long. And I'm like, I don't know if that's really how I would classify as spending the day with a person uh, because that's not how I spend my day with my wife or with a coworker or kids or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like we're doing stuff. Uh, we live life and near each other. So I'd be interested to see kind of how he lives life. You know, I mean, he does have a lot of stuff going on, radio show, TV show, family feud, all that stuff. So it'd be interesting to see how a person of that magnitude organizes his time, organizes his day, how he runs his business, like all of that kind of fascinates me in itself. Um, and he's got a lot of life lessons. So I think, I, I think a person can have great lessons to learn from, even if they're not like biblically based. And then what I would like to do is I would like to feed into his life and give him some biblically based lessons. So I think a lot of people, uh, view Steve Harvey as a Christian, yeah, and I think not. whenever when whenever you look at a lot of the stuff that he says, like like <clears throat> he did this sit down with TD Jakes, right? Um, and this isn't talking about TD Jakes or anything, but he did this this it was some some kind of interview type of a thing, and it, it was kind of a touching interview. Like there was nothing controversial about it, uh, and it was really just it was great. You know, he got emotional, and he was you know you could tell he had a lot of emotions in that moment. But I've heard him say, like, there's many roads to heaven. There's many roads to God. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, all right, man, we got to sit down and talk about some scripture, break it out, um, and really look at that. 
Now that's assuming he wants to do that. Obviously, we're assuming these people want to hang out with us for a day. <laughs> and we're assuming they're going to want to hear anything that we have to say for a day. But Assume yes. Assume yes, that we're side by side with them. Yeah, yeah. So just assuming all of that, like I'd love to talk theology with them, talk about the Bible, um, what his thoughts are, and just in a lot of the other lessons that he's taught. I mean, but yeah, man, I, I made this list like two years ago and we first talked about doing this. Uh, I never really changed it. <laughs> it really wasn't really that long, but it was it was a couple months probably. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, sorry. Yeah. I was thinking about the first time you invited me and then didn't have me on the show. So Oh, oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> he's... No Still bitterness at all. Just kidding, fellas. Oh, Just kidding, fellas. Nah, all right. That's my number three. Well, how you feel about forgiveness? How you feel about forgiveness? All right, so go ahead, Marcus. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm dwelling on on Jason's. That's that's an interesting one, though. Um, I feel like yeah, he, he would be open to it though, because he references the Bible quite often. Like, a, you yeah, know, he does, does those like um, those little snippets at the end of his show with like people. And um, again, I don't know where he's at spiritually. Obviously, um, seems like he's not quite there yet, but um, seems like it'd be open, but um, but yeah, I can I can move on and uh, give my my first uh, historical figure. Um, so my first one's gonna be Frederick Douglass. Um, hey, yeah, uh, I know Aaron's gonna like that one. He's you've read um, his his biography, right? His autobiography. Yeah. Um, I haven't gotten around to do that yet, um, but just from what I know about him, um, you know, through schooling uh through Aaron talking my ear off um you know he just seems like an interesting person I'd really want to like dig into his um his understanding of scripture as well um his understanding even of our constitution and um our our democracy and and um kind of our national uh sociology if you will just you know if that makes sense um yeah, so I think that's really what kind of drives me to want to understand that um, or, or get to know him a bit and understand where he's coming from with, with all that. And his perspective, obviously, as a, as once being a slave and, and then um, coming out of slavery and, and, and then pursuing the things that he did. Um, so those things kind of interest me. Yeah, that's a dope one. I, <clears throat> To be honest, I, uh, I was in between him and somebody else um, for, for making my honorable mentions list. But it wasn't him that I picked. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Put him in there for Frederick, you. Frederick Douglass. That's a good one. You got any input on that, Jason? Uh, honestly, no. I hadn't done a lot of studying. Of, I, I haven't <clears> seen <throat> a lot of historical figures in general. I'm just ignorant when it comes to that. Um, you know, obviously Except I like Bible ones. Some, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I really don't. I know that uh, he had a huge impact. He's written a lot of dope stuff. Um, I know there was a Christian artist sent in a song to uh, Track Stars not too long ago that said uh, New Frederick Douglass. That was a song titled that. So, uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Sorry for Interesting. Um, no, he'd be, he, yeah. I, that would definitely be, that would definitely be like a, a major sit down moment just just and just like you sit there and he just talks and you just have an have an open ear and 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 uh yeah that'd be amazing um uh i guess i'll start so 
in uh, in that light, I'm going with George Whitfield, preacher from <clears throat> preacher from the uh, why did my computer turn off again? Um, late 1700s, uh, mid to late 1700s. So I uh, I finished one of his biographies uh, a few months ago and. I just would want to spend a day with him because he his level of wanting the gospel to be pushed no matter what he was doing any given moment of of every single day was like was insane. Um many people from his time and since then have said that that he is definitely one of the best gospel preachers there's ever been. And some and some people even say, like, he's the best, which is, you know, that's pretty crazy to say in itself. And then just some of the insane. I mean, there's so many stories of of things that he dealt with when he would go town to town preaching and stuff like he he would get dragged. Uh, he would get dragged. He would get stuff thrown at him. You know, he'd have a, he'd have his skull gushing blood while he's and he would just still stand up there preaching. Um, all kinds of stuff like that. But not only that, his uh, he he had a reputation for having this insane booming voice that was and one of the really cool aspects of that was uh, it wasn't a regular thing for him. It only ever happened anytime he was he was on a platform preaching. And so they're in in the biography. He actually does. Uh, they, they do spend some time on talking about um that that some people do believe that you know there was some sort of supernatural thing happening there uh for when he would preach god would just push his voice and and just everybody would hear um uh, he actually was friends with ben franklin and uh and ben franklin was a scientist he was many things himself i almost picked him too actually on my list but uh one time so it was known that george whitfield would be able to be anywhere and he would have huge crowds of people i mean we're talking about a dude from the 1700s that literally spoke to millions of people um that's how big he would have crowds consistently um he was known to actually be preaching not just like studying or or reading or whatever actually be actively preaching over 40 hours a week and uh and that and he he carried that on. Um, he carried that for about 30 years straight in his life. That was his average week for 30 years. Insane. Yeah. But anyway, this one thing that stuck out, Ben Franklin, uh, hearing that he, uh, that George Whitfield would have big crowds and that kind of stuff and had this crazy voice where thousands of people could hear him. And we're talking about a time that they didn't have microphones and everything like that and speakers to help them. Where, well... Uh, Franklin was like, I'm hearing all these stories of him preaching to 15, 20,000 people and they could all hear him. There's no way that's true. So one time when Whitfield was in America, he was uh, speaking in an open field somewhere and Franklin went to to see him because he wanted to see for himself uh, what his voice was like. So during that event, Franklin, Franklin walked around the entire outer edge uh, of of where all the crowd was all the way in the back the entire outer edge a couple things he estimated there was probably 20 to 25,000 people there 
uh, this is Franklin talking now. He estimated there was that many people. And he said, he said what amazed him was the entire time he was walking, he, there never was a moment he didn't hear George's voice, which is insane. Um, that a guy with no technology out somewhere, out, outside somewhere could speak to 20,000 people and everybody would hear him. Like, that's mm-hmm. just mind-blowing. So things like, I don't know, just things like that, interesting. Um, he, at a young age, he, he, uh, he dove into the Matthew Henry commentary, um, which is what basically helped him uh, mold, help sculpt and mold his view of, of Scripture. Uh, and yeah, you ever get a chance to, to read a biography on him, George, George Whitfield. He also was the guy who kind of, kind of started the Methodist church, uh, and then sort of hand, he kind of started it and then handed it to to John Wesley. Uh, cause everybody in Methodist, um, and Wesleyan churches and Methodist churches, they typically John Wesley gets credited with being the founder. He wasn't technically the founder, um, but he was the guy that made it sort of into Popular. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. But it was basically handed to him by Whitfield. And it was handed to him out of a disagreement on theology. But because Whitfield was more of a Calvinist and Wesley was not at all. And they strongly disagreed on that. Um, but Whitfield said, I don't want our disagreement that we're never going to come to terms on 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 an agreement about. I don't want this to ruin our our unity and our fellowship. So basically, I'm stepping down from this leadership position of this group of people and and you run with it. Um, And he also said, I don't want anybody else speaking at my at my funeral other than John Wesley, because I know I know Mm -hmm. Wesley is I know if Wesley is speaking that a clear, strong gospel will be given. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. What an example, too, for like theological disagreements and between even dominant denominations and, and, and popular uh, theologian pastors, whatever. Um, yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. And then to hand off like that is, is, I mean, that's pretty incredible. I mean, people these days can't disagree over which type of coffee they want in the coffee shop, you know? Yeah. yeah. And he also raised money everywhere he went. He raised money for uh, orphanages. That's what he would always get money for. Pretty dope, man. Yeah, I like that. I'm about to read his biography. Hmm. So, awesome. So, we're going to the next one. What you got? So, uh, this is a guy probably about my age. Oh, don't boy. know. If, don't know if Marcus would be familiar with him. I don't know Aaron might be. Um, but he is a hip hop artist named Hopsit. <laughs> okay. So, okay. You uh, went totally my, different my list, with this than I did. My list is way different from y'all's. <laughs> mine is way different from y'all's. I went on an evangelical mission on mine. Yeah, I um, see you. I see you. You yeah, see what his spiritual yeah. gift is, right? Well, I'm about to get <laughs> well, real crazy with mine coming gift. up. So that, that's not my special gift. My gift is teaching. So you would think that I would want to be sitting with all the teachers of theology over the years and those who have shaped all the minds that you guys are wanting to hang out with. Um, I'm just trying to correct people's theology. So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you're not predestined to (laughs) do that, though, bro. 
<laughs> Probably not. But uh, yeah, so he, he's an individual man. Like he thinks differently from so many people. Uh, I think he thinks through a lot more than most, and he questions everything, which I don't think there's anything wrong with. But uh, at one point in time, Rapzilla did an article about this uh, underground hip hop artist saying he was a Christian, and so I looked him up and I was like, "Well, you don't make Christian music," which I mean, he had just announced that he was he had just become a Christian, and then he came out with a song called "Ill Mind of Hopsin Seven. Now, the only reason I even mentioned that to anybody, I don't want to necessarily promote the song, but in that song, he talks about his deconstruction. Or I, I don't think that's a deconstruction because he wasn't raised in a church. He didn't have any preconceived, or he probably had preconceived ideas, but he didn't have like a, a doctrinal basis. He didn't have this theological mindset that he had formed based on years of being in church. Now, I think most people that deconstruct have been in the church all their life. And then they walk away from it. Um, but he put out that song and he had addressed, he said so many things in it that I was like, dude, these things can be answered. They can be explained. Like, you know, we'll walk through scripture together and talk about it and, and reason through it. And um, he's been through a lot of, you know, a lot of personal life issues, but uh, like his his music impacts a lot of, you know, a lot of folks, like my cousin is the one that had first sent me a song because I heard about Hobson. And actually, I don't think I actually looked up any of his music. I think my cousin sent me one of his songs because that song reminded me of a friend of ours that we had. And I was like, oh, yeah, so this is him. And he's talking about a friend of his that was on drugs. And, you know, they could have done a lot more together. But his friend went off and got addicted and X, Y, Z, yada, yada, yada. But, uh, but ever since then, I've kind of been following the story. Uh, not really, a, 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 I don't follow his music that much, uh, especially after Ilman 7. But he, he's, a, he's just a very, he's an introverted guy for one thing, but he just has a very interesting mind. So I, I mean, like, he'd be a guy that I could probably sit there and just chit chat with all day about life and just go through like everything with the fine tooth comb and, um, and we'd probably stay engaged in conversation the whole day and not get bored. But I, I would love to take a guy like this and just walk him through scripture and just kind of answer questions. Now, I'm not going to be able to answer every question because he, like I said, he's got a very unique mind and very unique questions. And, um, but it would just be interesting to hang out with him one day and just chop it up about scripture, man. So uh, my last one might fit y'all's a little bit more. So. <laughs> I I give you credit for uh, you always bring something back to uh, I just want to talk about Bible I just want to talk about about God's word with people <laughs> that's that's what we love about you Jason for sure uh, yeah. love you guys too yeah um I do know who Hobson is uh, okay okay I'm aware of his presence um. <laughs> <laughs> he he did a song with NF though too. Yeah, um, he did. Right? That's right. That's right. So so I don't know if that's part of his journey or, or where he's at now. But um, yeah, he's, nah, bringing, that, he's bringing NF down. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he did he, he did put a line in there. He said, "Can't curse on NF songs." So. He said yeah, he James say, on it. He did shout he out said, James. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. And I was like, "Yo, can I send it to you? Like, can I?" 
books in this, what, 20-some page, 33-page book to you? Scan the barcode in the back. You can get my music and listen to it. Have your life changed by the gospel. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Cool. Cool. All right. Well, I'll go to my second. Um, So my second is going to be George Washington. Um, Hey. I don't know if that shocks y'all or not. Um, So honestly. uh, Wait, wait, wait. George Washington or George Washington Carver? No, no. George Washington. Okay. George Washington. Yeah. Uh, Carver will kind of go with the, the, the last one, which was, that was my black history one. That, you know, we're going to leave that one there. Move on from that. Um, George Washington, to me, is super fascinating um, and inspirational. Um, and I, I admire just the, the, the whole idea of him resigning after his second term and saying, I'm not going to run for re-election in the hopes of setting a precedent that says, again, we're not going to let somebody just be a dictator, and and this isn't a lifetime appointment to a presidency in power. Um, That is amazing to me, considering the context of everybody loved him. Like, he could have literally, and nobody would have bat an eye if he just stayed in office until he died. Um, But knowing the precedent that would have set um, for a very unhealthy government and um, obviously, I mean, quite frankly, complete opposite of what they started the country for anyway. They left that and tried to start a new form of government for a reason. And for him to say, no, I'm going to stay faithful to that, even after having that power, um, it's mind-boggling to me. And, you know, reading through his farewell address, um, you know, uh, again, just talking about how important it is, again, not to have this, like, one-branch government kind of, you know, uh, one even the two-party system kind of trashed on that a little bit. Like, honestly, I think we need to reread that that farewell address as a country because, and actually, they do that uh, once a year in the Senate. Um, you know, they read through it. But yeah, it's um, his mind, his his uh, his intention behind that, um, his care for the Constitution, um, and for for other people. Quite frankly, what, what a selfless act, right? To to Think about the country. Think about future generations. Um, think about the people of the country. Uh, to me, it's just fascinating. So, George Washington would definitely be somebody I'd like to sit down and talk to. Okay, I see you on that one. I, I had, I had thought I knew he would be a good one to pick, but I just don't know enough like that about him to to be able to bring him up. Um. <clears throat> I'll say, eh, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll save my shocker one for, for last. Um, <laughs> I'm going with Leonardo da Vinci. Now, this guy, so what intrigues me about him, you know, Jason, you were talking about the, in terms of Hobson's mind and how he thinks about stuff. Uh, that's basically what got me thinking about da Vinci. And then, and then I, I, uh, listened to and, and watched a few things on him to learn, just learn more about him. And what comes to mind is uh, he, he, his mind was, was, I, I don't even know. They, they do have a term that some people call, uh, some people call him uh, a polymath. I don't know if you guys have heard that term. Um, it's defined here on google a person of wide-ranging 
knowledge or learning. Uh, an individual whose knowledge spans a substantial number of subjects. So the reason that he's called that, one of the reasons, um, he, uh, he was an architect, an astronomer, a botanist, a, a cartographer, an engineer, a geologist, a hydrodynamist, a mathematician, a musician, a theater producer, a scientist, and an inventor of many, many things. And what's insane about that, about all he and, and what's in, oh, and well, and obviously on top of all that, he was an artist. He was he was a painter. Um, and what's insane about it is in basically all of those things, he was like. He was new. He was he was like. At, history altering um, with what he did in in just about every one of those categories. Um, he he invented some of his own instruments that he would play and he and he mastered his theater productions were insane. Uh, never seen before with with the, the kind of stuff he would come up with. Um, his inventions, his inventions were were so far ahead of their time that. Nobody actually a lot of his inventions that are on paper, he and by the way, he made over was it 13,000 notes is what he wrote. Um, and and so far, we people have collected about like 7,000. Uh, and in the in his drawings and his writings about his inventions, they were so far ahead of his time that most of them could never even have been attempted until like the last hundred years, uh, which which have which has now happened um, with a lot of them. Um, and a lot of them have been proven successful, uh, which is like, you know, 500 years later, people are going back to this drawing that they found and putting together with all the materials that would have been available back then. And they're like, oh, dang, this guy was right 500 years ago. Like, that's just that type of thing is insane to me. Um, it's like a Simpsons character. <laughs> the future, he knows the future that's it <clears throat> yeah somehow it's 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 nothing's a coincidence uh he he's a uh, 1452 to 1519 is when he was alive uh he's obviously most well known probably for painting the mona lisa uh, which is probably the most valuable painting in the world um he was known for kind of being a scatterbrain like he 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 didn't finish a ton of stuff uh because probably because he was into everything that I just mentioned. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we can all relate to that one. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, he was an illegitimate child, so he uh, he didn't actually... His name actually wasn't Da Vinci. He got his name Da Vinci from where he was from, Vinci, and Da Vinci just means from Vinci. Oh. Um, so, uh, and his dad, what stuck with him was... He had a tendency as a child um, to like be really curious and want to want to. He, he couldn't stay focused on one thing. He would just hop onto something else. And he had a couple mentors in his life who basically told him chase the chase that curiosity, you know, follow that and see where it goes. Which is how he ended up doing all of this stuff. Um, I mean, his invention list is, uh, like I said, is is insane. Um, he was trying to. Uh, he was a vegetarian. Um, he probably was gay. Uh, most people conclude. 
Um, he, uh, he, but along with him having all that stuff, he also was trying to help out the, the his, his, uh, city's military, um, through some of the, his inventions he would come up with. He wanted to be a part of that. Uh, he, he would, and then he also wanted to be a part of like building bridges and building new buildings. And I mean, just you talk about a mind, like I just can't. I think some people, there's a few people I think in history like that where we don't even really have a frame of reference to to get an idea of what they were even like because I, I, I don't even know if that's possible to have people like that anymore because of how many distractions we have. Kanye um, West. <laughs> yeah, what, what, he, I mean, what he called himself? Brain. He's a multiple, multi-genius? Is that what he called himself? <laughs> that, did he say that? Know, Something like that. Got your hands in a lot of stuff, <clears throat> trying to be innovative. Like, I mean, that, that, that's what I was thinking when you said it. I was like, <clears throat> kind of sounds like a, a <clears throat> older Kanye West in, in and, a sense. Or like an Elon so, Musk, you might say. Um, but here's the <laughs> thing. Here's the thing that we have to remember as kind of normal folk when it comes to, to people like this. We look back and we appreciate guys like Da Vinci and michelangelo or whoever else we appreciate guys like that just like how 300 years from now people are gonna look back at elon musk and kind of probably think the same thing but the thing is where since we're living right now we have to be able to listen to those people that everybody else is calling crazy like a kanye west like a elon musk those types of people because those are the people that are actually doing stuff that's going to affect the future the most typically not every time, but typically. And um, I don't really know, like, what is the grand point to that? But it's just that would be fascinating to to watch, to just hear what he how he would approach life, see how scatterbrained he'd go through a day. You know, um, like, I, I, you know, I I can't imagine. I can't imagine how this guy would process stuff. That's interesting. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I never looked into him. Uh, I heard, you know, he had a, a code of some sort. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't follow the gospel. Of, I don't follow the gospel of Thomas. So I just didn't pay attention to that code. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I never really looked into him. So. But maybe I should. Maybe I should. I'm going to add him to the list. Is he, isn't he tied to Nicolas Cage or something like that? Yeah. Well, he did the movie, right? Oh wait, yeah, that was that joke. Oh, yeah, Tom Hanks. Was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, oh, that's right. That's the... right. That's right. Oh, whatever. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. one of the uh, one of the turtles named after him as well? Yeah. So, fun Leonardo, fact: Michelangelo, Leonardo, Michelangelo, yeah. and what's the other one? Donatello, Raphael. Yeah, Raphael. Yeah. Those guys were. Uh, all uh, what do they call uh, Renaissance artists, and and they were actually competitors of each other. So the guy who created Splinter. the guy who created Ninja, I don't know about that. The guy who created uh, Ninja Turtles, I guess he was into that or whatever, and he he wanted to use those names. Interesting. Cool. I didn't know that either. I'm learning a lot tonight, y'all. This is a very productive call for me. <laughs> Absolutely. You about so, to you you um, about to. You, uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to have fun with yeah, this one. So I'm, I'm going to go on. 
Hold on, hold on. Say. Hold on. Before you do this, should we mention honorable mentions at the very end, or should we do them now real quick before we do our last one? I said we do them at the end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> this particular guy, if anybody can make me a Calvinist, it is this guy. So one of the most passionate preachers that I could ever listen to. I know I love hearing him preach. I love hearing him break down questions. He has a a particular podcast slash YouTube channel. And Judas Smith. Don't, don't sh- get out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not Stephen Furtick either. Um, but this guy just, uh, I don't know, like, I really, really respect him as a preacher. Uh, he was very influential in the Christian hip-hop game early on. Well, early on, meaning like early 2000s. Uh, a lot of people know his voice just by hearing it because it stands out. Uh, he's he's written a lot of books. Uh, one book right now that I'm trying to read through, but um, it's like 800 pages because according to a friend of y'all's, he has to jump through a whole bunch of hoops to prove his point, which is why the 800 pages long. Uh, I'm going to go with John Piper. Hey, John Piper, so. He just like I don't know like I feel like I feel like if I ever need like a a boost of just adrenaline to really want to get the gospel out there to just want to know scripture better want to preach better want to teach better like I can just flip on any of his sermons and it's just like that is what we should, that's the kind of passion we should all have. Um, not the passion of John Piper, passion of the Christ, but you know what I mean. Uh, that kind of passion that, that he has whenever he, he does that. And he just, he, he's a great teacher. Like whenever you watch this, he's got, uh, what is it, looking through the book or uh, look at the book, I think is what it's called on YouTube, where he takes a verse and he's breaking down all the different, you know, the Greek, Hebrew, all of that stuff, breaking down the verses and then he's got to ask pastor john so you know he answers questions three times a week for different topics uh he did one on oral sex which i thought was pretty awesome and interesting to hear where he got his thoughts from um so if you haven't looked that up check it out it's very interesting especially hearing a 70 year old of all the content he's got (laughs) of all the content he's got that you would mention (laughs) don't worry about but nothing else is that interesting. Like when you hear a seventy-year-old man talk about these specific Fair areas enough. of the human physique and how we can relate to it using scripture, it's like yeah. interesting. I never thought about that before. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, he's got a book called Providence that I'm reading through right now. Oh, well, I got it on Audible, so I'm like three or four chapters in of like eight hundred chapters. So I got a long way to go, but. <laughs> In general, though, he's just—he's a great preacher, a great teacher, and um, and it was funny. I, this is the last bit about it, I saw him do a sermon one time, and you know how like most younger churches, like most younger churches, are very audible as a congregation. So whether it's an you know amen, whatever type of affirmation, preach or preacher. or. Yeah, something like that. Or or if they tell a joke, like we will audibly laugh at it, you know? And he had said something and like people were like responding to it and he was like, I didn't mean for that to be funny. 
Then it left Yo. again. Then oh, I think again. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I like, told I told Aaron about that clip. <laughs> it is the most heart wrenching, <laughs> awkward. Like, oh my goodness! But it's so. But it's honestly so. Um, so representative of Piper because he was being so humble and like honest yeah. that it was like it was almost like there's no way he could be, be be serious right now, you know what I mean? Which is like so I don't know that's beautiful too at the same time, but it's really awkward to watch because it's like it's literally just like pouring his heart out and people are like laughing because they think it's a joke, but like he was being so serious. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and so it just like that cracked me up. But uh, in general, though, like. Love the guy as a preacher, as a teacher, uh, as an author. And so, you know, I'm not a Calvinist yet. I'm not, not yet. you know, I, I don't know if I'm reformed or not, you know. Um, but, you know, part of me is like, I, I think part of it is like, look, it's either going to happen or not. So let me go to the number one Calvinist of the day, you know, because I think, I think he could articulate it way better than just about any other preacher I've heard. Um, and probably do it well and then if i'm still not there i can just go ahead and give up on that journey and say you know what i'm going to be what i am you know it's almost like that 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 last that you know give me everything you got let me hear it um part of the part of the reform pool is like is like there's so much resources there that you want to just be a part of it (laughs) i will say this i will say this now no, I, I don't currently claim to be uh, of Reformed theology uh, or Calvinist, however you want to label that. But I would say they have the most free resources for anybody ever. Like everybody else in the more charismatic camp, they sell everything. Like you have to pay for all of it. None of it's free. That's funny. And they trying or, to get new watches out here, bro. Or, and, 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 and I'm not trying to knock them. Like, I do think people should be paid for their work. So I'm not saying, like, anybody should just, like, write a book and then not get paid for it or do a conference and not get paid for it. Like, I believe you, you pay for what you receive. So I'm not knocking them getting paid. But I feel like the Reformed campus is way more about, look, let's just help people grow in Christ. Let's just help people understand the Bible better. And so they have like biblicaltraining.org has a lot of stuff on there. And it's mostly reformed teachers. Uh, DTS, Dallas Theological Seminary has free classes, mostly all reformed. Like every, every resource I find to try to grow my Christian faith on a deeper level is almost all reformed and free. Well, most of the ones that I find that are free are reformed. Let me, re- let me rephrase that. Um, so we know. I, I think it's great that those um, that, that camp is about that, and yeah. So that's me. I know a lot of people have shot away from him, especially in the Christian hip hop world, because they felt like he tainted it somehow or got it on the wrong track or something. Um, I don't feel that way at all. I just feel like I'm not quite there theologically with him yet. So well, the C the CHH world used to love John MacArthur, and uh, now you don't hear his name. Well, I don't anymore. know MacArthur. I don't know if MacArthur ever had the influence that Piper had. Yeah, like Piper every, was like like John Piper was on way more features than anybody else in CHH. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you, you heard him more, but he was on everybody's keep it, albums. Keep it Johnny Mac in a nap. That was uh, that was Lecrae. Lecrae had the Johnny Mac. 
Oh, um, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. ESV. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. That's my number one. And that's not my number one. It's like, that's the number one person I would want to be around. That's just the last on my list. And we're counting down, I think. So. <laughs> we think. <laughs> no, we're just throwing stuff at the wall. Hope it sticks. Um, <laughs> all right. So yours, yours actually is a perfect setup for my last one. Um, so <clears throat> thank you for that, brother. Um, so my last. Got to predestine person, that. Yeah, that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. Um, my last person is Athanasius. Um, Athanasius is a North African theologian um, in the okay. fourth century. Um, I recently um, have started to understand the the North African theological like roots of the Reformation, like going to Luther and Calvin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so Luther's. 95 theses um he actually uh references and 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 um cites um you know these north african tortullian um trying to think of others uh gonna blank probably but um and, and included athanasius obviously so um athanasius's main kind of uh i don't know uh his popularity is really around his defense of the deity of Christ. Um, so, you know, we think of uh, the, the the council at Nicaea in, in 325. Um, the main kind of the, the hot button issue at the time was, was Jesus Christ God? Um, and there was some some heresy creeping in, um, I believe, by the group that were referred to as Arians. Um, and, uh, you know, Constantine at the time uh, was starting to kind of you know, lean towards that that heresy, um, and so they had the the, the Nicene um, Council, um, and Athanasius really kind of made a strong biblical case um, for Christ's deity, um, and so uh, you know we have him to, and others to thank for the faithfulness of of their theology and being faithful to the scriptures. Um, so yeah, I think just just knowing that, you know, and and obviously I love the Reformation, uh, we all do, um, and you know understand how important it was, and um, obviously as a as a someone who's been labeled a Calvinist mainly by Aaron, um, you know, uh, I do I do uh, you know appreciate Luther and um, Calvin, um, and like I said, I've just been recently learning about about their. Um, engagement with the African theological uh, history. So, yeah. Cool deal. That's a pretty dope one. Um, I I was hoping I would go... They're changing his now. He's changing his. <laughs> no, I was, trying, I was trying to find something to, to help your point out, but I can't, I can't find the website. Because um, I, I, uh, I finished a book earlier this year um called how africa shaped the christian mind and it, it's by thomas c odin uh rediscovering the african seedbed of western christianity that was dope and it talked about all those all those ancient um african theologians and uh i mean they, i i don't remember most of it because there was so much in it that i just like it just went right by me um but yeah that's definitely a book i recommend um all right y'all ready for this one this yes sir 
This is the curveball. So this is purely out of just curiosity's sake. Like, I just want to know what the heck a day in the life of this guy was like. Um, maybe I really don't want to know, but I kind of do. King Mansa Musa. What? King Mansa Musa, who from the uh, 1312 about is when people estimate that he was born. Um, he's He was the king of the Mali Empire in Africa. I thought he was going to say like Lion King or something. No. Like, yeah, have you have you all right, first of all have you guys ever heard of him no king monster musa no. okay you, you gotta you gotta read up on your nick cannon come on son uh so what? no king monster musa he's been he's been making a comeback um in recent times with, with him his name coming up but uh most people believe he might have been the wealthiest person to ever live as far as just riches that he uh accumulated um, King Solomon. Well, yes. Uh, it's hard to find it when when you look up richest people to ever live because I've done this a few times. It, it's hard to find people who considered biblical people um, like King Solomon. Uh, they really kind of just jump into other people. So I definitely think King Solomon could get him could have could have given him a, a run for his money, literally. Huh? But King Masamusa. He lived in a land that had uh, natural resources of salt, gold, and one other thing that I can't remember. But they were they were the three major resources that you would make money from back in the day. And and the land that he was over was was just filled with them and like gold, so much gold that they literally just everything was gold. Everything they did was gold. All their all their lowest servants were were just dressed in gold. Everything, um, and uh, that's he why you got a microphone. Hey, you like that? <laughs> pass pass that's down. Why you got that. <laughs> so so he uh, his story wasn't really well known. Wasn't really. I guess well known until I think it was more recent times, like the last couple hundred years. Um, but he would have been sort of just a king from little, you know, Mali Empire, stayed in that area of Africa, and nobody really would have ever heard of him um, in terms of us now in the future, unless he did something that stuck out the way that he did. So what that thing was was uh, he was a hardcore Muslim, and he took a pilgrimage the mecca pilgrimage and they people estimate 1324 is when he did this and uh i'm sorry i think i said earlier he was born in 1312 i think that's when he became king um so when he took this pilgrimage to mecca which think about it back then was a big deal to travel because no no comforts no modern amenities you're not you're not no roads really you're not flying. You're not driving. There's no air conditioning. You know all kinds of stuff. There's no. There's no McDonald's. You know every three miles, like all of it. So he was like, "Why? Well, I, I want to make a name for myself, and I want to get uh, uh, make this Mecca pilgrimage. So I'm gonna just go ball out." And <laughs> so the estimations are that that he brought over sixty thousand people on this trip. 
from his empire. Uh, hundreds of camels who, who each one had hundreds of pounds of gold on them. Uh, like I said, every servant had, had, you know, could have been 10, 20 pounds of gold on him. Everything was gold. Crazy. He was very into architecture. He was very into, uh, uh, very into architecture, very into religious studies, very into education in general. Um, he thought he saw that as a way to uh, empower the people and also build up future generations. Um, so he was very into building schools and building uh, mosques and things like that. And so in this travel, he one of the cities that they ended up traveling through, because obviously they're going to travel through different towns and cities. He actually collapsed the economy because of how much gold that they gave out to everybody. They gave out so much gold, they collapsed the economy that it took that city over a decade to recover from it. Uh, and there's still there there are still mosques and schools that stand to this day that he that he had created um, that he had built you know with his, that his people had built. Uh, some of the What's the note I made here? The university in Timbuktu he built housed. We're talking 1300s. The university in Timbuktu he built housed over 25,000 students and had over a million manuscripts in the library. Again, put your try to place your you know yourself historically in that position, like and how insane some of that stuff is. Mm. Um, yeah, like I, you know, one of the uh, one of the first world maps. That was ever created. He's actually on it. Um, uh, like his his a drawing of of a picture of him is is on the map, um, basically because they thought he was big enough of a of a historical figure to actually place on that map. Um, yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. Just if you look into this guy, you you, you should just to, just for curiosity's sake. He this stuff was fascinating. And where was he from? You know what I'm hearing the whole time, but. The whole time, this is exactly what I'm hearing in, in, in my head. I love gold! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you spent the whole time looking for that clip just so you can play yeah. it right then. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, 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 you know, when you were talking about the, 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 the gold the on the horses, I was like, hold on, wait, I gotta be able to find yeah. a gold member saying that. For anybody yeah. who don't know, that's, that's Mike Myers and, um, Gold member. So, where, where was this guy uh, from? Africa. I forget exactly what, where, mm-hmm. but in Africa. Sounds like Wakanda, but vibranium is worth more than gold. So. Yeah. 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 Dude was, I yeah, insane. Uh, if you if you uh, all these people, if if you just um, people listening and stuff like this is a good tip that I found works pretty good. If you just go on your podcast app that you listen on, you know, Spotify, Apple, whatever, I use Apple, and type in somebody's name that you want to look up, there is a good chance that at least one person has made a podcast about the person you want to look up. So that's how I, I ended up, you know, learning about Matsumusa. I also watched uh, some YouTube documentaries on him. Um, same thing with Da Vinci. Uh same thing with with some other historical guys, but these are just ones I I pick for this list. But so there's my top three. Yeah, man. So, yeah. 
I think it was good. I think uh, y'all dug a little bit further back in time. Are any of y'all's folks alive? No. No? Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm the only person. I'm the only person who I can take a snippet of mine, send it to them, and tag them, and hope that I actually get to go hang out with them for a day. My so. my honor. Nobody on my whole list, honorable mentions too, are alive. So my honorable mentions were were, were all jokes. <laughs> I had Hitler, Mussolini, and Stalin, just to see if I could go Jeez. back and help them not kill so many people and present the gospel to them. But yeah, Marcus, how about you, man? What's your this name? guy trying you to be a world changer. We're just yeah, go ahead. That's what I'm saying. Like his yo, hey, <laughs> we love the intent though. <laughs> like. Gotta love it. Um, I didn't really have like actual, but as I'm as I was sitting here, think you know, talking to you guys and hearing y'all's you know your list, I honestly started thinking about like all the people that we don't know that will never you know be in history books or you know. That's what I'm saying. It's like there's so many people in history that probably did some amazing things that I would just like you know love to just witness or hear the stories and. Um, like there's just so many of those people, you know, that that we just will never know. Um, so that's that's what came to mind. But that's all I got. Oh, I got. I, I want to add two serious ones to mine, and I want to hang out with these two people together: Francis Chan and Todd White. <laughs> Ooh, okay. What modern okay. modern day Todd White? Modern day Todd White. Mm-hmm. Those two guys. I haven't been seeing him a lot lately. Yeah, well, I think he changed up his, his theological views on some stuff. And ever since then, like, I haven't seen him post a whole lot of stuff out. Well, at least he hasn't he's not at, controversial stuff. He's not out right, there right. extending ankles anymore. <laughs> at least not, not publicly. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Aaron, what's anyway. your honorable mentions, man? Honorable mentions. So, by the way. I had to just say this because we're talking about historical people and this comes to mind. I realize saying this stuff, just like Jason, I'm sorry. You know, if you didn't think about this, I'm sorry to ruin your night. Meeting, meeting these people we look up to would actually probably ruin the people for us in some way. Uh, that's not an uncommon thing that people have said, you know, um, I'm not the first one to say it, uh, so I realize that. But anyway, because we have this like we have this image or picture in our head of what they're like. And then you get to know them and you're like, oh, either you suck or you're a jerk or, oh, you're just an average guy like me. But you just are famous or whatever. Um, but anyway. I love Frank Sinatra. I listen to his music a lot. I had I had to say Frank Sinatra. But I but as soon as I thought of Frank Sinatra, I was like, if I met him in person, it would ruin me. It would ruin him for me. I, I know it. I just know that that would happen because um, I'm pretty sure that he might have been a jerk a little bit uh, and he definitely was a drunk <laughs> um, and a womanizer. He might have been a funny drunk, though. You know. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh, so the one or I said earlier, I was picking between Frederick Douglass and this guy, Booker T. Washington. Um, Booker T. Washington, yeah. like, again, Look into him, read about his life, like an amazing dude. Um, honestly, his his book should be like required reading for anybody coming up in school. It, it's it's that important, I think. Uh, 
I can't believe we the three of us have gone through this list without mentioning Spurgeon. Um, like, why not Spurgeon? Uh, well, Prince of Richfield, so you know. yeah. Uh, now here's my thing with the last one. I say C.S. Lewis, but I'm saying C.S. Lewis and specifically, he was best friends with J.R.R. Tolkien. I want yeah. to I so so I'm I'm making a, a caveat here. I don't need to be with C.S. Lewis all day. I just want to be I just want to hang out around a fire with C.S. Lewis one of the nights that he was with Tolkien while they were drinking whiskey, smoking cigars. I want to sit <laughs> I want to sit there for that talk. That's it. And I, and, I, and I'm yeah. I'm I'm going to drink whiskey and smoke a cigar with him, obviously. So like but you won't say anything. You're just going to be a fly on the wall. I, Wait, Chris can't drink whiskey? <laughs> Calvinist can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amen. Calvinist now, baby. Hey, what's up? Hey. <laughs> so, joking, joking. Well, yeah. sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I so, be realist. I'm sorry. No, no we're we're done. I think now. Um, yeah. I, the more I, I finished a couple C.S. Lewis books this year, and I I have a hard time understanding him, but like in a good way, I, just because he's so challenging and I feel like so far above my current capabilities of thinking that I like the the, the challenge of trying to understand him, um, which also is why I find him fascinating. Uh, because he's on that, you know, he's like that. He's on that level. But Tolkien was like that too. That's why I want to sit there with the both of them. And I know they were best friends, yeah. and I know they, I know they drank whiskey and smoked cigars a lot. So that's why I want to sit there doing that. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna, yeah, I'm gonna say it anyway. So, so this is what Aaron got me for uh, my bachelor party back in the day. Uh, it got me a cigar. That cigar is still sitting somewhere at my parents' house, actually, and it has not been touched since. So throw that thing uh, away. Feel free to take it back. Um, yeah, <laughs> no good. Um, but you guys, as you guys were talking, one, one more came to mind. Uh, Bonhoeffer. Yo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, you know, especially since Jason mentioned Hitler, too. So, um, yeah. <laughs> you guys can work both angles there. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, Jason. You get the, get the tough one. Um, yeah, Bonhoeffer, to me, go. Honestly, guys, go read the article um that's on gospel and culture um i think it's i forget what it's called i don't know it's a shame but anyway it's about dietrich bonhoeffer uh, um i did a deep dive into kind of his story um and his his role um as kind of a resistance to, to hitler um but again very convicted by scripture convicted by his his uh um pursuit of christ and, and what his role should be in um you know that that day in germany um and his time in even Harlem here in the U.S. Uh, during, um, you know, racial tensions and stuff like that. So a uh, very interesting guy I'd love to sit down and talk with, too. Word. For sure. I have to go check that out. Can't find the website. Is it in the Yeah, book? did I put it? It might be. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to text it to you or something. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. I, yeah, that's what I, that's what I had written down. So I'm, See, I'm Aaron, good. now you got to put an article. Now you got to tag that article in the show. Oh boy, y'all giving me y'all giving me work. Find the article, yeah, man. 
Marcus, just text it to him. He'll just tuck it right on in there. Yeah, I'll do that. I feel you. Well, this was fun. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, y'all. Interesting. Sorry, I got to bounce off. I got to uh, get in there with the family. It's all late at night. And same here. Same here. And, and I'm uh, old. Past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad at least two of the three of us uh, put some effort into our list, and uh, we. Don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> like about Marcus like that. That's yeah. Awesome, How dare you? How it was predestined you, for me to do that. So hey. No. So here's the problem. Here's the problem. Y'all are just too well read. So like, I don't read. Don't, don't give read me any credit. Biogra- I don't read biographies. <laughs> I don't read autobiographies because. I just don't care about other people's lives that much who have already come and gone. <laughs> I care more about the lives that I can. I mean, like, seriously, like, I don't really. Yeah. And, and, and it sounds ignorant, but, like, I don't care that much about people who are coming gone as much as the people who are here. Dead and gone. So, like, for me, it's like I'm trying to figure out how I can impact people around me and then how to understand the Bible more and how to mesh those two worlds. Yeah. So, like, I've never read an autobiography or a biography in my life, ever, never. But um, what if what if those people in history and their stories, in you know, influence and speak to your pursuit of reaching these people currently? See, because that's feel like that's where that's where my list kind of comes from personally. Is like I care about politics and faith so deeply because I think you know about people, and I'd love to know these people who who had this you know perspective and how I can carry that forward in some sense. Yeah, no. I mean, no, I, I get it. I understand it. I know there's lessons that can be learned. There's things we can take from it. I just want to ride camels with gold. <laughs> Aaron just wants uh, to ride and say, I love gold. J- Jason wants to be on Family with you with Steve Harvey. So. <laughs> yeah, oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Why do you get to hear from my family? is feud. No, nah, I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's jump yeah. off, fellas. Appreciate yeah, you. Fellas. All right. All right. Good night, y'all. God bless. Hey, guys. Aaron here. As a first and a last and whatever else in between you want to do, please support the show in one of the best, easiest, simplest ways you can. Please rate the show on whatever platform you're listening, uh, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. That has so much to do with with uh, with charts and you know moving moving the show up in the search engines, all this stuff. Uh, but whatever platform you're listening, please rate it. Uh, please subscribe to the show if you haven't already. We greatly appreciate it. I hope this uh, I hope this content is uh, is encouraging, is is uh, life building to you, um, really to just get you to know God more. Um, because as as believers, we want to. We, we believe that our life is about knowing God and making him known. So I, I pray that we are doing that for you. And if you could real quick, just please rate the show. Maybe leave a comment even and, and subscribe. Thank you guys. Love you. I'm out.